Welcome to a special episode with, I guess we're friends now since we're doing it again. Welcome back, Aaron. I am glad to be back, man. You're awesome, so I'll be here anytime you want. Look, first of all, we can say how awesome I am, but I'd rather talk about how awesome you are because, first of all, you make blades for a living, bro. I mean, that's just that's just the amazing job, I would say, but I have something specific I kind of want to talk to you about. Now, have you ever heard of One Aeronautics? Mm, I don't think so. So you remember Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie Inception? Yes. So that's an actual thing of study, which is going into people's dreams and trying to pull things out of it. It's heavily, I guess, heavily experimented in the realm of, um, what do you call it, uh, astral projection, being able to kind of float outside of your body. Well, there's this group of people during like, I think it was like the 50s that were studying, trying to dive into people's dreams, seeing if they can percept into someone else's own kind of morph reality in their head. Well, they also had the Men Who Stare at Goats. Yeah. Remember that movie? So, um, damn, I can't remember now. Um, the beautiful George Clooney. Yeah, beautiful George Clooney. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> um, damn. Uh, bad podcasting right now. Um, what are you reaching for? what it's called they they would go and remote where, viewing uh, remote viewing yes Thank yeah you. yeah it's what's crazy thing was is i saw that movie and then 10 years later i actually found that government project and it turns out that my mom actually went to the high school where they kept the goats nearby so it was like this whole like oh wait a minute movies are real what other movies is is, Inter <laughs> is interstellar a real thing is matthew mcconaughey stuck somewhere it's like my mind starts going crazy because like i'm obsessed with sleep i think like I don't, I don't ever really get sleep so i'm kind of just fascinated by how the human mind works and it seems like there's all these ways of trying to crack the code of what our brain can do but no one's ever seemed to really got it locked down no it's it's weird man you're up in a weird spot though you're in uh maryland right yeah so you've got uh where mk ultra and a lot of that stuff was going on up that way it's so crazy. It surprised me that the uh remote viewing was going on it's crazy how many people deny mk ultra even ever happened and i'm like there's thousands of government articles on it but it's all redacted so it's like here's the information but you only know every third word it's like you don't know any of the insane stuff that's what scares me is how they can brainwash you make like sleeper agents and a lot of people don't even understand what that is but using like psychiatrists and this is where a big issue i think maybe with the older generation because if you look at a lot of the younger kids today they're all pro therapy. It seems like therapy's turning into this thing where it's like now even some of the adults are starting to do it. Like people in their forties are starting to go to therapy. But for how long were our grandparents afraid of going to therapy because of how bad the psychiatric board looked compared to they were brainwashing people and making them do stuff? It's weird because I did therapy for about four years and it was fantastic just having somebody to talk to that was no judgment. Uh, but back in the day, man, there was madhouses everywhere. You know, psychology and uh, you had lobotomies, you had electroshock therapies, um, the LSD experiments, all these things. And 
you know, maybe we wouldn't be the society we are now if we still had more of us where you could go and not have to pay huge amounts of money and to get worked on, not in like a lobotomized way, but like the madhouse is closed down and everybody's on the streets because they have no place for mental health facilities. It's just insane because if you look at like, maybe they tell you, hey, maybe you shouldn't drink until you're 21 or maybe you shouldn't smoke weed until your brain's fully developed. Well, at the same time, should we be doing therapy or types of things of messing with our minds at a young age until it is fully developed? Because I just read an article, I think it was posted December 1st, and it was how that we are slowly micro evolving. Now people like little children are being born without wisdom teeth. They're being born with an artery in their forearm that actually helps like develop a lot of extra things to them. Not like a, like a third arm or something, but more like mm -hmm. a stronger pulse. And then that artery will end up forming into something. I had to do the research on it, but it was based in Australians in an Australian medical uh, thing that was posted when I was looking on freaking yahoo it was like hey this is what's trending i'm like whoa and then i saw the mcrib was back and i'm like wait a minute the mcrib's back but it, it's crazy to see how like as people we're still evolving i mean we learn to evolve without using our gallbladders anymore we can get that taken out you know we can live without that we can live with a kid i think you can live with one kidney should we save therapy for when we're much older in our years instead of doing it so young it seems like it would create a little bit more complications I don't know, man. Um, I think in some ways, because it, children are really sensitive right now. Um, and even for me, when I was, because I'm 48, so I was back when if you had learning disabilities or ADHD, you were just called well retarded that's still the definition today i actually had someone that works in a special field or works with kids with disabilities and i was like i would love to talk to you about this and she's like well yeah well my daughter has adhd i'm like what are you what are you talking about i have adhd and i'm not on the spectrum and she was like don't you tell me my daughter has it i'm like bruh i have it and i'm i'm pretty intelligent i'm not exactly but then that's what got me when she said that, I started having this conflict in my head of, have you ever thought you were retarded and nobody's telling you? And I'm like, maybe that's what's going on in my life right now. Dude, totally. Like, because um, yeah, like, I'm like you, I don't think I'm a stupid man. I don't have a Mensa card. But, you know, it, when I was going through school, I had teachers telling me that, well, I was stupid. I was retarded. I was these things, you know, and I went on to have a great career I'm you know doing working for corporations and finally finding myself and trying to get out of it but um I think just there there, there should be schools of academics for children that fit that mold and then there should be schools of something more extracurricular like hands-on craft you know uh, real life jobs which I guess there are when they get older, but we're, we're putting, we're pigeonholing these children into that they have to know their, their calculus and algebra when they have absolutely no interest in it. So of course they're going to fail. They don't have no interest in it. I never did.
I think the issue with society is trying to put someone and label them as something. That's like the whole idea that we all have is that everything needs to be categorized and labeled. I don't know if that's when you're a kid and it's like, put your name on all the food in the refrigerator or something like that. But it stems into society where now everyone's like, are you of this class? Are you of this? I mean, my biggest issue is like the wealth class thing. Like they literally put it out for everyone to know how much money you make depending on where you live, whatever, these certain neighborhoods and things depend on your wealth class. And I'm like, there's the biggest flaw right there. You're already creating a competition where someone could get a better roll of the dice than somebody else and be born into money. And then the other person has to work their ass off to get to a certain level. Yeah, it's like the Asian cultures where it's a caste system. You know, in India, you, you're putting caste systems on how much you make, what you do. You know, and normally the lower class are the ones that work the hardest and understand themselves the best. And it's even told that you're supposed to what get a degree and then you're supposed to go off and, you know, you're going to make a lot of money. You're never going to have to work. But it's like even today, people with degrees are suffering. Like it's like this weird shift and pull, like society's changing too rapidly and people are still using old mindsets. It's Mm -hmm. this but in some ways it still works. Like some ways like, oh, get a job and you know, start working. You start making money, you start being able to pay your bills. But then it's like, now people are being miserable and they're wanting to quit and become entrepreneurs when back in the day, that wasn't even a thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird, man. We're going to college and spending all this money. Like I didn't go to school to learn the blacksmith. I didn't even have a teacher. I just watch YouTube videos and now, you can get an entire education now free honestly there's you know i guess you can go to the online colleges but i don't know if people look down on that degree or not but we don't need to pay twenty thousand dollars a year to go to school to get a literary degree that you'll never use i think even with looking up on youtube now for like learning is probably better than actually going and paying for a degree you can google anything but the issue is targeted advertising how much information when every time you look at something you'll be sitting there taking uh let's say uh you're looking up car parts or how to fix your car or something next thing you know you're broke down on the side of the road with the same issue and you're like i remember this there's going to be a coca-cola ad that flies right by my car in a minute and it's all this like brainwashing type thing which is weird because of how influenced like 10 years ago i don't think anybody would have thought that youtube has hit I'll say 10 years ago, nobody would have even thought that YouTube would be so popular as it is now, that even the internet would be so popular. I mean, if they probably had this future site, I would say, of what the internet is going to become like it is today, back then when it was first made, they definitely would have put a charge on that thing. It wouldn't have been free for people to use. No. Well, hell now you try to get on YouTube, unless you pay for the subscription free thing, you're spending half the time watching viagra commercials or well that's what pops up on mine i guess but you know because i'm old and shit i think that's targeted for any age now it's like hey you're seven years old you can try viagra it's still going to work the same what the fuck might as well might might as well get to learn to discover your body that way (laughs) that's you just edit that part out (laughs) um but yeah man, man i'm like you i guess you have to go to school for me in my, like my next child, my daughter will be starting in another two years in college. Man, I guess 
for the most part, just going and having that experience, I think means a lot. I don't think she's going to learn anything that she couldn't learn on her own or getting an internship somewhere and just learning it that way. But, you know. I mean, internship's a weird thing. You get to work at a place for free. And then after a couple of years, they decide if they want to keep you as an actual full-on staff member, which is like, mm. just back in the day, like it was the first thing was at the age of 18, you're moving out and you're getting your own place. Now it's like kids are staying at their parents' house until they're in their 30s. It's not necessarily the kids' fault. It's just how the world's kind of been working now. You know, there's like, for instance, um, with the COVID happening again, the second lockdown, all these restaurants and businesses in New York had to shut down and only open for carry out. So there's no indoor dining. A bunch of people are pissed off. Like if you're going to give us the opportunity to work, you should let us work. You know, I, I'm pro lockdown and I'm also against it. I think that it's important um, that we try and keep people safe, but at the same time, you should give people the option to be able to choose to fight for their business. I mean, Walmart, they're closing down some Walmarts now just on the factor of they're going to look at the lowest con or, uh, locations that they have with the less number of sales, and they're going to close those down. Same thing with McDonald's. It announced it in June. And I'm just sitting there like, so what's the fix here? Because we're evolving as people. If we're growing, I don't know, and <clears throat> learning to have not have wisdom teeth or something, and then also at the same time, we're having a new artery in our freaking forearm, then what's going to stop us evolving from hitting another plateau, discovering something else about the human brain where we're still in the same ruts as we're repeating on putting people in pegs, putting people in categories, trying to find out which group do I want to define myself as instead of it just labels, man. It's the weirdest thing. We're like fruit in a grocery store. Yeah, I don't know what, what's your, what do you think, the answer, I don't know, I, 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 it's like, are you Trump, are you COVID, are you, everyone is taking a side, and I don't even have an answer anymore, like, I try to be with, I don't even talk to people at work about anything. I'm hoping it literally becomes like a cesspool, like it's turning into where people are going to be like, I don't want to be on social media anymore. I've been taking a lot more breaks than I used to. And it's like, I don't really need to like, as soon as I go on, like even Twitter, for instance, I've been getting into that. Everything is just pro retweeting and hating on other people for whatever their views were. And I'm just like, what is going on? Like, I, I know this was an issue before, but it's like now at this point, it's just everybody's openly just smacking each other in the face, hoping that's going to grab some attention or grab some followers. And I'm like, we're all starting our own cults, man. That's what it is. We're all literally trying to form our own. Like we want the followers. We want people to listen to us, but none of us, like no cults ever have morals anymore. There's no like, Hey, we're not going to drink this Kool-Aid and go up into the spaceship. We're going to sit here and we're going to figure out a better way to make a better community by doing fundraising programs. Like no cults thinking that way. It's all like, I want to have all the power. It see that's i'm with you I, I just don't it's everyone wants to be angry and pissed off and talk shit on each other it, it's not good man that negativity will come back i just try to you know and i don't look like the pc guy but man i just don't want to be involved in everybody's shit i can't i don't hate anybody for any reason i don't get it but well, there's a thing. I think when it becomes too easy to survive, we start picking plot holes at each other. 
you know, we start looking for things to attack and get upset about, which is crazy because like they even talk about cancel culture when that was on the rise. I'm like, I think it's just we're way too comfortable or bored. Like there's so much that we're just open to now with the internet and everything that it's so easy to be able to pick on somebody in another country rather than, you know, there's no gun battles anymore. There's no sword fights. There's none of this stuff that's like, wait a minute, did I just say that? And then next, you know, someone pulls out a sword and then you're like, oh shit, now I'm really in trouble. It's all like keyboard warriors or and it's just like, do you want to take the time to be so upset to write a whole paragraph to somebody or do you want to live life? I want to know all the interesting things out there. I want to know what's in the bottom of our oceans. I want to know what's our human mind. Why is it so susceptible to things? And at the same time, it's it's always got to be a, a side situation. That can't be natural. That's got to be influenced somewhere. It, see, I'm with... Like, yeah, there's so many beautiful things out there, but you, what side are you on? You know, I've got a lot of opinions. I, my, my daughter is a lot of trans friends and, you know, I'm, we have to use certain names and binary standards and like, I, I'm not going to, I love them. They're awesome. But, you know, whenever somebody chooses to do but if you don't like the way that I address you, I'm sorry. I know it's not a big deal to me, but other people, man, they'll take you down if you don't play their game properly. So even, uh, well, why is it all got to be a game? Like we don't have three lives. We don't have nine lives. You know, there's, there's just this immense, like it's, we can kind of correlate a little bit to like some species, like for fish, for instance, you know, when you see all those giant um, swarms of like these fish that are mm -hmm. overlapping each other when they're like in the ocean, they're all in one giant group and they all form like what looks like to be a giant blob. Oh yeah. They're all going back and forth and you're thinking, huh, like that obviously means that they're rolling in a group. Really what they're doing is they're all weaving in and out of each other. Some are getting pushed to the outside and then trying to work their way back in. And it's just constant flux. And you're wondering why that is. They're all fighting to be in the center and they're all getting pushed out onto the outside. And the ones that get pushed out to the outside, when a shark comes by, whichever one's on the outside is going to be the one that gets picked off. They're not caring about each other. They're just trying their best to save their own ass. I can, I can understand that. That's a great analogy, honestly. You know, we went from being a culture 40 years ago, you could go and fight another man and it was over. Now, if I was mad at somebody and we decided to fight, one of us is going to jail, if not both. You know, you can't, everything is just, instead of just being a man or a woman and going out and taking care of business, without the police involved is definitely made us a little, little soft. I mean, like I said, I've been like, look, cause I know, you know, I'm a conspiracy man. So I've been, I've been marinating on this one for a little while when this lockdown thing started happening again. And now businesses, like when they said Walmart was going to be closing some stores, I was like, no fucking way. It's Walmart. Like everyone goes to Walmart. They're not like, I went to JC Penny. No, I went to Walmart is the answer. So when I heard that, I was like, 
is this just a way for giant corporations to buy up other corporations or for them to build things that we don't necessarily want, but it just gives them an avenue to start buying up property, all these mom and pop shops that are closing up? Like, then next thing you know, what? Walmart sells some of their locations and what they build a couple of business corporations. Amazon builds a store where Walmart used to be. It's a weird thing of like, why are we, why are we taking away the right to work? Even though, you know what I mean? It's like this, I don't, I'm, I'm not pro seeing a, a mother and father who, you know, uh, whatever got their restaurant from their grandparents or their grandparents before them and then having to close down. I mean, I saw the videos people were posting up, like we're, we're going to do carry out, but they were so pissed off. Cause it was like, we played your game. We did all the creative loopholes you wanted us to do. And now you're telling us it's still not enough. And then it's like, so what what's the thing what's the fix here they say a vaccine but then people are giving up on trials for the vaccine i'm like we're living in a fucking movie like this is ridiculous i feel like i'm on the truman show and everyone's punking me or something yeah i'm just saying i don't know what to believe honestly um like the business i'm in the big huge corporation i work for we're shutting down 20 stores this year and they're doing it because they're not making as much money as they want. That way they put the money back in, they buy back the stock, the stock price goes up, shareholders are happy. But they don't take into account the 20,000 people that they're putting out of jobs, you know, which I guess is fair. You know, they, they're here to make money, but I'm with you. The Corona thing, I don't know. How many people do you know that got it? I've known about four Mm-hmm. but they're all fine but they said they couldn't smell for a little while yeah i got about the same um i don't know anybody that's died yet at least that i know of but you know is it as bad as it is i don't i i really don't have an answer i'm i'm confused on it do you think the symptoms or the effects of it might be worse on the basis of depression like how bad it you know because when you're sick, if you get sick and your body's already willing to give up, you don't really tend to fight the illness. It's why like we're close to the holidays right now. This is a time where it's like, oh, it's a, it's a holiday season. But a lot of people die around this time because it is that holiday season. There is that depression. There is that type of thing that loads in the air. So maybe if you're not mentally well, such as like you're upset you have anxiety you have depression you, you know you're stressed out all the time and you get covid maybe that does worsen it maybe it does hit you at a level i mean it, your mentality affects your immune system as well i think you're absolutely right you know you you keep bringing everything down you're depressed yeah it's you know you, people don't want to fight it and then you have people with underlying health conditions that you know they're being knocked out, but I, man, I, it's one of the ones I don't, I don't want to be left or right on it. Cause I really don't have an opinion that on what it is or if it is, you know, do we need to get vaccines? I don't know. Maybe I might get it just to be able to get out of the house. Yeah. But honestly, the, this thing, I've been happier than I've ever been being stuck in the house for the last eight months. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're an artist, too, it gives you more time to be able to express your creativity. But like, I look at it from both sides, like, what, 
there's just if you you should you gotta have an option you gotta have a choice if you need to go out and work and stuff and it's just like you know they're talking about shutting down gyms again and that's where my job is and i'm just like well where do we go from here i guess i i got a cycle bike for my room i guess i could sit and ride that all day long but i mean it just hits this level where it's like we, we don't want to live in fear i feel like we're constantly looking now just for the easiest way to grab a scope of attention and if anything this has been the closest i've even thought of as to maybe an actual illuminati existing like it's why i got super into the freemasons i was like holy like because it was showing me a side of there's all these loopholes or all these like little lines that are showing you that there's something bigger at play but like little what we consider minor distractions i would say fighting against each other really didn't make a whole lot of sense but it's what happens when people are in a panic when our state of array riots happen things happen see i think uh, that's where the rabbit hole i don't want to go down even though i i kind of agree with this was a pandemic you know it it's we got it uh i hate even saying it but you have to thin the herd out once in a while. We have a lot of people on this fucking planet and we might have too many, you know, somebody in government has done the math and uh, there's a matrix that they have to follow. And this is how they thin it out. I don't know. I don't want to believe that that's true, but that's definitely a possibility that I wouldn't, you know, say that was untrue. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I definitely I don't disagree and I don't agree at the same time. I have no clue like you do. It's just the factor of we're definitely overpopulated. This world, I don't think was, I guess it might be able to handle a little bit more people, but at the same time, it wasn't able to handle all the things that were causing to it, such as destroying a lot of like, I'm a conservationist when it comes to, I like saving the earth. I like where we live. I'm not really too worried about space, but the mindset of people is moving forward, technology moving forward. And I'm like, only thing I see positive about the Neuralink and stuff is maybe if you have a type of, I don't know, illness in your head, like schizophrenia, for instance, and you get a chip in your head and it's able to fix that, that's awesome. But then what's to stop somebody from controlling you? Once you put that in your head, it's it's kind of changing you. I mean, humans have flaws. Humans are supposed to die. We're supposed to end. But there's this unrelenting grasp for technology where it's like, I want to progress forward. I want to extend my life as far as possible. I mean, do you want to live to be 600? Because I don't. Fuck no. That's it. Yeah. Like um, Elon Musk in his early Elon, Elon Musk. Now, where do you like he's at one side he's saying ai is bad but then he wants to put a chip in your brain so you can live forever i don't know where the middle ground is there well the biggest fear was like if you ever seen the show orville it was by seth mcfarlane um it was like a star trek parody but there was the what the the cripe the kryptons whatever it was the um the raylons or something Crayons, I think it was called. I'm pretty sure it sounds like Crayola crayons, but um, it was a bunch of race of robots and they go down to this earth and like, why are you the perfect race? He goes, because we are everything perfect. We don't have any flaws about us. And they go down into the earth's core and there's a bunch of dead bodies everywhere. I mean, billions upon billions of civilizations of one whole species just exterminated. And they go, what is this? He goes, those were our makers, our builders. 
we knew that they were trying to enslave us and we destroyed them. And I'm like, okay, so we moved from that. We moved away from as far as we're going to go into robots is maybe as a Roomba. So, but now we're trying to put that inside of us. And I'm like, when does that not affect a whole lot of other crap that's going on? Like EMPs, all these things. It's technology getting put inside of our bodies. Who's to stop you from like, you're taking a dump and China's like, I'm going to hit this button. And next thing you know, you don't, you're knocked out on the toilet. <laughs> taking a dump um <laughs> i don't know man i i i definitely and we talked about this before about going you know what what age should we actually be in you know where we feel like i would love to go back to analog you know turn of the century this whole we're just going too fast too soon you know, and, and even with that, you can look at all the alien stuff that's been happening. Now, you know, the biggest conspiracy right now is that we're about six months out from the government and the aliens showing themselves. That's the new big MUFON thing going on right now. I think they already admitted to unidentified flying objects during coronavirus when it first started, but now we're seeing monoliths that are popping up and people are like, it's a prank. I'm like, or is it acupuncture on our planet trying to find the weakest spots on our planet where these monoliths pop up? And then the next thing you know, they're like, all right, well, these are the places we need to hit. And next thing you know, our whole planet shatters. I mean, if you were an alien race looking down at this species and they're like, oh my God, like, like she just had to sigh. Like we just watched this whole species build itself up, get to the point of wanting to fire nukes at each other. And then like, what do we do? Should we try and save the planet or should we just, you know, it brings up the whole theory of where people are like, we came from aliens. Maybe the aliens created us. Maybe we're the ones that are trying to go against it. Like the builders I just mentioned about the robots, you know, fighting and killing their whole species. Maybe we're slowly discovering that were we were built by something we were created by something and now we're starting to find a glimpse of what that creation was it wasn't a god or something maybe it was a whole another species yeah the uh like like i was saying the the theory on a lot of what's going on now like is that we are almost consciously able to understand their mechanics of how they fly and all these things and that the government has been intertwined with them since the first nuclear explosion because they came down to go hey you can't do this this is not right so now they there's this big thing where in six months the aliens are going to show themselves and bring us into the fold of their intergalactic federation why would they accept us i have no idea that's like the biggest question to me is like you see any movies that happen to deal with aliens like in this giant superior league or something where it's like we're going to let you into the United League of the Galaxies or whatever. And it's like, but why us? Like the Green Lantern, that whole movie, people talk so much shit on it and it's so good. But uh, Ryan Reynolds character was the first person from Earth that was ever chosen. And they said, why would you choose uh, being from Earth? They're immature they're, they're, they fight each other. They create their own illnesses and stuff. It's like we're constantly shooting each other in the foot, just wanting to be a top dog. And I'm like, if you look at the big picture of things, being the number one country in the world does not matter. Being the number one planet 
in the galaxy, in the solar system, and this types of things, being a species that is able to put aside their differences. And, you know, that show Orville, like I'm saying, so much of that, those episodes, it's like watching Black Mirror. It, there's so much stuff where it's like, this is so where we're headed. This is pulling bits and pieces of what we as a society are just falling into. And we're constantly destroying ourselves. It's the strangest thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, hopefully, that's what the aliens are here for. Maybe they're going to come down and we're all going to find a new master. We're going to follow. We're going to be part of this beautiful federation. We're going to go to Mars, the whole thing. I don't know. But I, I, as it is now, I don't think we have a whole lot of time left with the way everybody fights and hates and... Uh, I'm not scared of the future, but it does look gloom. I don't, I, I look at it like a, a disconnect with people. Like the future is going to hit this level where we're not really going to need to associate with each other anymore. And if it is, it's going to be for minor things. Like a text message is going to be the best way to translate. Like it is now kind of, but it seems like anytime you go out into public, there's no conversations that are being had anymore. Everything's kind of more on the lines of turning into a debate. Yeah, we don't know our neighbors. We don't go and have lunch with, well, I guess we really can't, but even then it's not like we're having social interactions that are healthy. We need this as a species. We have to have some kind of, not tribalism, but interactions with each other. And with COVID, fuck it. If you want to go out with a hundred people, do it. It's not, what do I care, you know? There's some um, famous uh, weightlifter. His name is Bradley Martin. Um, he's been on like Facebook, Instagram. He's, you can look him up. But uh, he designed his own home gym, and that was his whole thing. But they were like, you have to have 15% capacity at your home gym because he was inviting friends over to weightlift and stuff. And it was like this whole thing of like he owns that, and that's out of his house just because he has a garage where it's a massive weightlifting thing, and he's inviting, what, four or five people over. You're telling them you're giving them fines for it? It's like – they were under like people are gonna want to revolt. It's creating people to revolt. It's creating this whole thing of oh you can't call out, you can't have clubs open anymore. Well, in Pennsylvania they busted like four underground clubs of just thousands of people stocked in even smaller spots. It's like you're just going to you're not you're not going to eliminate it. You're just going to make it go somewhere else. It's like if you legalized heroin, would people stop doing it? I don't know. No, no, man. But it, there, COVID is the new war on drugs. It is. They're gonna we legalize. Need the, we need a better drugs. dare program. I know. <laughs> so drugs are really expensive. Just open up a briefcase instead of having a line. It's just a giant, like uh, one of those flum balls, and it's like these are all the vaccines for the coronavirus. Let me tell you what each one does. Man, I, I was outside the other day and. You know, when you when you go out and there was just cigarette butts everywhere. Yeah. The new cigarette butt is a mask. That is so true, dude. I, I, I'm realizing that now. Every time I walk, I always see someone like a mask in a puddle or something. It's pretty sad. Yeah, uh, it's so weird, man. You know, it used to be a The weirdest thing is when you a- see a commercial and in the commercial, someone's wearing a mask in it. It's like in a year from now, if this is over with. Are people going to be looking at this like, what the fuck? What, what what were they doing in 2020? Why were they all wearing like masks in their commercials and movies? 
But if if you didn't put a mask in that AT&T commercial, somebody would have their feelings hurt. They would have to take the whole fucking commercial down because they didn't have a mask on. Is that ever going to go away, though, even long after coronavirus has been fixed? I feel like there's going to be still people that are going to be like, no, 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 I don't believe you. I don't believe you. <sighs> Probably. You know, how many people are going to actually take the vaccine? You know, I think if you want another stimulus check, you have to take the vaccine and they'll give you the thousand dollars. I'm more than happy of letting you take that stimulus check because I'm not taking that vaccine for a couple months. I'm going to wait. Really? I've seen I Am Legend and that doesn't turn out good. (laughs) There have been in Europe there. They've had a bunch of things go on with because they've been vaccinating for the last week or so. And they had some bad reactions to that. This has been a big debate in my circle of people wanting to take it, don't take it. I'm just saying if it means that I have to require to take it for a job, I'll just sit at home and burn through my savings. I'm just saying I I feel like I would be that one out of 10 that would experience a severe symptom from it. And I'd rather let try and trust my immune system to beat it. Yeah. Well, the good thing is that we're not going to get it for – probably another year anyways by the time all the first responders and everything get it so we can kind of see how that works out i feel like we're constantly destroying our own innocence by expanding our decadence that is the biggest thing with what's going on we everyone hated trump now trump's getting out of office now everyone's hating on biden because of all the stuff he's passing i'm like you don't what are we doing you wanted him there we gave him to you then you did what's happening now it's like this whole like i have to be pissed off at something where's my invisible monster i that's what we need to do as people we need to create an invisible thing whether it's illuminati whether whatever it is, you need to create an invisible being like the Illuminati. So you never know if you're going to finally reach the end goal and expose it, but everyone can work together to fight against it. I think you're absolutely right, because there's nothing that we can all agree on. You know, this year alone, Corona, Black Lives Matter, Trump, probably five other things that we've all fought each other on. You know, we all agree that Black Lives Matter. We all agree that Corona sucks. We all agree that cops at times are bad. But what have we done to fix it? Really, nobody has an answer. Everybody wants to protest, but no one wants to give an answer. I don't think there's ever a simple fix, but I believe if we keep focusing and expanding on the hatred, we're never going to move past it. Mm Mm-mm. You're just, we're just building more reason for people to want to hate. You know, people are still with the, flying their Trump flags in the back of their pick up truck. You know, come on, the guy lost. Is it going to be better? I don't know. But can we try? Can we be on the same side at some point? You know, it's, it's weird to me that everyone wants, no matter what, it's good or bad, they have something to say about it you know destroying somebody's career because of something they did 20 years ago 
did the whole concept of like world peace just phase out? Like, was that just a 2000 thing? Like, did we just move past that? Cause there was a whole thing of like, what if you had three wishes, what would you want? Well, I would want everybody to love each other. I would want no more war and I want world peace. Well, this is probably the first time in a long time that we really haven't had a war going on. Instead, now we're creating battles in our own country. So it's like, mm-hmm. do we always need that impossible enemy? It's like setting an impossible goal for yourself. You're going to keep striving towards to get to that goal, and you're never going to be complacent when you reach it. So it's like, if you make it so impossible, you'll never get there. You'll never stop striving to get there. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I. That's a... Yeah, I agree. I, I just, I, I, we need something that we can all just embrace. Even if it's in this country alone, just forget about everything else. Let's just embrace something that's beautiful in this country. Let's become one, you know, it's just something to hate. Everyone's got a, their opinion. Just put it away just for six months. Let's see what happens. See if things get better. Do you think it would be easier to have like an open area, like expression of creativity? Like if more people were able to like, not say do graffiti or anything, but just get it, give people a paintbrush, give somebody something to be able to create something, give people the ability to be able to, you know, with a stimulus check, for instance, if you created something where you had a system of somebody getting some money to be able to put it towards something they want it didn't have to go to bills didn't have to go to anything but you can put it into whatever you want then people might be a little bit happier i think a lot of it leads to the fact of we're very depressed as people because we're not where we want to be we're in the system we're in a plugged out thing that is failing we're literally the last couple electric shocks in the little toaster whatever when you hit the button it's getting close to that one minute that's about to pop the toast out that's us we're there ready to pop out and we don't know what to do because we're in this thing that's like someone unplugged the toaster halfway. We're like, hold on a minute. We still got to come out. We're toasting here still. Well, it's like the um, people talked about uh, a national income, you know, a, a certain amount of money that everyone in society gets monthly, you know, something like that. Can we afford it? Probably not. But would it, I would quit my job and do something I loved, and I'd be a lot happier. You know, I think a lot of people would. Just this week, I'm driving around my town, and we have a lot, we're, it's a pretty, fairly rich area. Not rich, but there's a lot of businesses that are open. And in the last week, I've been looking at all these businesses that are now closed. It's amazing to me. You know, and they're not going to come back. But if we had a, a national income, you know, maybe they would be, maybe we all could be happier just doing something we love and creating art and, or just give everybody mushrooms. I don't know. I not, I guess, opposed to the mushroom idea. It seems like the Vikings love those fly algaric mushrooms and they did perfect with it. You know what I mean? Um, but I was in food line the other day and I was getting groceries. And as I was walking in the door, there was a person that was like standing there at the door to do the head count thing with people coming in the building. And we both just looked at each other and just, it, you could tell it was exhaustion. It was just like, we looked at each other like, he's like, how you doing, man? I'm like, I'm doing all right. How's your day going? He goes, another day, man, another day. And it's just like that little bit of conversation can come back. I think everyone's at a point where it's like, 
you have the ability to have a conversation with someone. It's not as hated or it, this world isn't as crazy and like, oh, I, I can't talk to them because it might turn into a fight or it might turn into this. There's people are tired. Everyone's exhausted to hell. I think they're all options of where they want to go in life. I think they're exhausted in the fact of this year has been shit. Everyone's counting. I know my birthday's the last day of the year. I know for a fact everyone's going to be partying for that fucking next day. They're like, I want this day to end. And I'm like, but it's my birthday. Doesn't matter. 2020 has been one Mike Tyson punch after another Mike Tyson punch where it's like, they're afraid to go into 2021, but at the same time, December's it's rolling quick, man. We're almost halfway through this thing already. Maybe that's exactly what she's exactly it. Maybe we're, we need to rally around. Well, we're just tired. We're tired, man. We're tired of being angry and fighting and this virus and all these things. Let's just stop. Just stop being angry and embrace this culture and bring positivity and love to it. And that's the only way we're going to get through it. You know, and I'm glad that they're still counting at stores up where you're at because down South, they don't give a fuck. I don't, I'd rather they not give a shit. It's weird. You have one, you have one person counting and it's like, you, they don't know the number to stop at. There's a, we have a capacity limit on our gym, but I feel like we exceed that every day. Like there's, you know what I mean? It's, it seems like it's just there to, in case people walk by, there's that comfortability factor of a, well, at least they're trying, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Well, hell I did a craft show last weekend. It was an outdoor one, but there was, thousands of people there jammed into this outdoor area which was good because i did awesome but you know one in the same did you create anything badass i did i had a lot of stuff man i sold uh i sold everything i had pretty much which is good but then i was planning on taking the winter a couple winter months off and doing some like other art projects now i have no no knife inventory so i gotta go right back to it so I guess that's a good thing. Well, I mean, that's one thing I need to come back to, bring back those crazy knife commercials at two o'clock in the morning. I'll feel like when people saw that, they're like, okay, I, that's, that's, that's like reality television. It was entertainment. It was something to make you smile. Everything you turn on the TV now is so depressing. I'm going to make you a Ginsu knife and send it to you. That sounds like a frog you chopped in half. Oh, you're not that old. You don't remember Ginsu's. I don't. Oh, it was one of the original, like, cut a can in half, slice a shoe in half, cut a tomato. You said, you said. It was the late night commercials. It was everywhere. You said cut a can in half, cut a shoe in half, and then cut a tomato. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, it was fantastic. I want a knife where if I'm in the, look, that's the thing with coronavirus. If the zombie apocalypse happens, we're all screwed. I don't think anybody managed this little attempt of what it was. If the zombie apocalypse happens, social distancing, sure, but I don't think anybody practiced it that well. Mm. I, you broke up on me. I didn't hear you. I said, I think there's a, a zombie outbreak or whatever. It's a good test with coronavirus to show us that we're not going to make it when the zombie apocalypse happens. Oh, yeah. Some of us may. Most of us won't. Depending if you're Amish, maybe. The Amish seem like they're probably doing okay. Amish are awesome, man. They they smell horrible and have bad attitudes, but 
God bless them. They're happy as a clam because they don't have the damn technology in their hands. I know. Have you ever had Amish food? Cookies? No. Oh, my God. Growing up in Ohio, we had the Amish. Horrible people. (laughs) (laughs) Just because they're so backwards. Like, we would go to, like, the the farmer's market and horrible attitudes. They just hate everybody. But God damn, they have the best cookies. I mean, I believe that they churn butter all day, but I'm like, that's the simple life. Is it easier to be just be disconnected? But it gets so hard because when you disconnect from social media for a while, then you come right back into it. It's like you missed a lot. Like half, it felt like you were gone for 10 years and you're only gone for a day. Oh, I would be more than happy to get rid of all social media. And go back to like five channels. I would be absolutely fine with it. I miss libraries, man. That miss- Maybe that's the fix, is bringing back the old trends. Bringing back the classic things. Playing chess in a park. I miss that. Because that was, as a kid, that was kind of your thing. You, you went out and played. You had the neighbor. You hung out. You did... It, it was so, and you could all talk about the same one program because there was four that were ever on. You know, you had a bonding around that. There wasn't even a real blue and red side. It was just like a, it was different. That was only 30 years ago. It just changed in the last 15 to where it's now a shitstorm. If I had to ask you a moment in your life where you felt like we were all really connected as people, what, what when when would that be and what would you say it would be because for me it was probably 10 years ago maybe 13 years ago when I was probably around like 14 13 years old I would say I was I went to a barbecue that I wasn't invited to I was at a park in my town of Berlin it was my buddy's family and they're all African American but I've never felt so much like family where I was sitting there like, hey, man, like, you know, I thought we we're going to be hanging out, playing on the swings. And he's like, hey, why don't we come over and have a barbecue with my family? And I'm like, I don't want to be the odd man out. But it was that sense. And even like a couple Thanksgiving ago, it was the same thing. I was invited over someone's house to have a Thanksgiving with them. Different color skin. We weren't even worried about that. It was this whole thing of let's let's sit down and let's do this because it's about being humans, about being people. And it was like that barrier to me where it was like everyone always complains that it's this or that or, you know, it, hate this or hate that. I'm like, this was why does it have to be around the holidays when people have that warmth in their heart? It's like that's there 24 seven. We just need to take it back to more simple things, playing baseball or something. You're short a player. Are you going to deny uh, another person to play the game just because they're a different color of skin, just because they're a different color of sexual whatever pre- preference? No, we, we need a player. Come on in. Let's play. It should go. You know, and that's the way we think. Like, my biggest time for me was early 1990 to about 93. The grunge years were happening. We all had this, I want to save the world. Let's, you know, do everything we can. And race opened up to where musically and culturally race wasn't much of an issue anywhere and then you know of course when gen x destroyed everything and did a horrible job of raising their children you know it it falls back it goes in cycles but i i agree man just it 
all right. And I can never figure this out. So if you're a racist, what do you eat? Do you, if you don't like a person of color, do you not eat their food? Do you not go to a Mexican restaurant? Do you not go to an Asian restaurant? I don't really know any races, so I can't really ask anyone, but that yeah. always... I'm not, I'm not denying that that's not a, that's still not a thing. I'm just saying, I feel like if you believe that, that another race is insuperior to yours, I think it's a factor of you're either doing it because you know that's going to get people pissed off at you, or you are thinking because someone had put that into your head. I have not met anybody that truly 100% agrees to that. I think there's banner where someone cracks a joke that's like, whoa, man, that's... That's a little push in the line, but I've never seen a person that has pure hatred in their eyes where they're like, screw this, screw that. Most of the time you can sit down and talk to the person and act, what are you doing? And then they start explaining. You're like, okay, you're, you're, you're ass backwards. You got other things going on here. It's this whole idea that you can put a pin on something, you put a label on something. And then next thing you know, when that label's put on something, you can attack it because you already mean, it's like, if I told you, um, something that was so where you know it was wrong and i told you that person believes that you're automatically not going to give that person the time of day it's the same thing that happens when someone says like if you have an eating disorder if you have something like this someone tells that to your doctor your doctor is going to be like okay well for six months now i'm going to have to test you for that and not listen to a word you say because you could just be doubting yourself. You could be in denial. It's like being an alcoholic. And then someone says you're an alcoholic and tells everybody you're an alcoholic. And you start telling people, I'm not an alcoholic. I have one drink every month or so. And then it's like, doesn't matter. We, we you're, you're in denial. You're in denial. We're in denial. And we're not moving on to the other stages. We're not moving on to wanting to accept each other. I feel like there's a large amount of the population that just, they're afraid to go out. They're just like you and me. They're afraid to dive into the world because we can we can barely handle on what's going on on what we have already with everything that we already know it's like oh geez i just want to go home and watch tv most of the populations like i just want to fucking go home and watch tv and then even then that gets them more pissed off yep and that's it in the you know and i don't want to do the fake news thing but you see all these pissed off people protesting And the news makes it look like it's everyone in the United States. It's it's this little faction in the middle of nowhere, and they just glam onto it. So that makes everybody pissed off because they think the whole world's this way. Everything's going to shit. No, it's a very small faction of the United States, and uh, we just all need to break bread with each other. I thought it was just I thought it was just the United States that was having major issues is why every other country is looking at us like you guys are are fascinating specimens. I mean, every country, Canada, everybody was looking at us like that. Then I started following a bunch of Australian scientists and they're all yelling at the Australian funding for the government. They have like what it takes 3% funding to be able to go into all their scientific studies that they're going in towards, um, being able to discover a better way to handle Alzheimer's, being able to handle all these diseases that are affecting them, but they can't get the funding. So they're all like, 
I think it's called Australian Medicare or something, Australia Medicine. And everybody's hashtagging it saying, this is crazy. I can't believe they're not going to give us funding. Even that small percentage would help us out so much to be able to save lives in Australia, people that are suffering from severe illnesses. And it's like, oh, no, there's not just problems in America. It's that the spotlight's on us. I believe it. If you put me or you get put in a room with a bunch of other people that don't look like you, don't act like you, don't talk like you, might even speak a different language, you're not going to have hatred towards them. But we're going to find a way to assimilate and communicate to each other to be able to coexist. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, you, you, like you're saying, it, it, people are in other countries having their own rallies, and those are big rallies. You know, you look like, Arabian continents and they're huge these aren't just like the little rallies we have here these are big rallies and they're fucking shit up they're blowing things up in protest here you know we might break a few windows some fat guy with an AK might shoot a dude but you know comparably you know we're pretty free but we just have to give each other a hug man give you a corona hug yeah you have a barbecue. Let's bring that back. Let's bring back. Well, I, and then they say you can't because social distancing. Well, how are we ever going to be able to become close if we're never able to even be six feet apart from each other? Hopefully it'll be over soon, but we can't. Like I've, I, guy I haven't seen him in eight months came into work yesterday and I'm like, hey, give me a hug. And he stepped back from me. And we've known each other for 15 years. I'm like, ah. Uh, he still gave me one, but it was weird. But it's like know. when you go in for a handshake and then they give you a fist bump and you have your hand out, like, uh, so you grab their hand like an eagle's talon and just shake yes. it awkwardly. <laughs> I thought I was the only one that did that. I like throwing people off with that one. But yeah, it's like, you know, like, all right, you don't give me a friendship hug, but you're not wearing a mask in public. And I am I'm like, so weird, man. Just get over it. Let's. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is because I want to give that answer. And then it's like, well, you need to wear your mask out in public so we don't get people sick. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Do we quit giving hugs? Do we give hugs? Do we try to make this shit better? I think the biggest fear for me is what the kids growing up now are going to be like, where it's like your grandma can't give you a hug because you're wearing a mask. Or, you know what I mean? Like there's that whole kind of bridge gap of like, that's the biggest thing is you want to be around your family. We've been neglecting that love and kind of passion of sitting around at the dinner table and eating meals together because our phones are so important. And now that that's gone and they're saying that you're never really able to be that close again. It's like, well, how are we going to have those Thanksgivings where we're all playing, watching football or going outside and having fun? You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I, I miss it, but one of the, saying you know it's nice to not have people around me once in a while but we need we need interaction man we need to figure out a way to become connected not to the use of technology but to the use of empathy i feel like there needs to be a factor of we can still be able to do things but you have to let us be able to do those things yeah do we you know what let's get rid of social media totally the world would be such a nice place 
or revert it to a stage where it's not as powerful as it is. If you revert a stage to where it's not as powerful it is as it is right now, maybe back to where like when MySpace was still a thing where you still had one computer in the home. Yeah. Maybe it's shitty again. Yes. Just like even a shitty analog MySpace thing where it's just you and a picture and that's it. Yeah, and like you couldn't like, I don't know, text pictures of your poop to some. Actually, no, I I like that a lot. Um, oh, come on, that's fun. That's yeah, funny. That is funny, especially like two o'clock in the morning. They check the phone, like, ah, oh, dude, thought you were sending me. Like, what else do I send you? If it's, it should say download attachment on your phone. So you have to hit the button instead of it already doing it. So then you're like, all right, I know he sends me nothing but shit pictures. I'm not even going to download this attachment. Send somebody a dick pic and it's Richard Nixon. That's <laughs> a perfect one. Uh, remember, we used to be able to send a picture of those in a Polaroid through your mail penises yeah people used to take dick pics and what? put it through the postal service I, I don't think that was a thing that was a thing i know what? plenty of people that did that i have never heard of such a thing i can't i believe that it's true if you're on ron jeremy's subscribe list get the fuck out of here <laughs> i would buy a ron jeremy dick pic what do you think is why well, right, what do you think is impossible it couldn't be true what do you think is impossible that couldn't be true and i guarantee you it probably is I think you're you're right. It, 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 I was trying to explain podcasts to somebody the other day, and I'm like, if you like chickens, there are 30 podcasts on chickens. It, it, no matter what you think that there isn't somebody talking about or loves, somebody fucking loves it. And it's crazy because it's like make it's like porn, for instance. Hundreds and thousands of porns get made a day. Yeah, who who are these people? Who are they? Who are who's watched all the porn? Nobody's watched yeah. every single one. It's like movies. Nobody's watched every single movie, but they keep creating hundreds and hundreds every year. Do you know one person that ever made a porn like on Pornhub? No, but my doctor tried to get me into porn. That's that. That's weird, man. Do we want to talk about that? It's a dark story, but I turned it into a joke. I said, not now, but if I don't get anything by the time I'm 26, I'm down. And like, it's these things like, like, like riots. Oh, everybody's doing it. I don't know anyone that's rioted. There's porn everywhere. Well, who are these people making porn? I've never met a porn person. Why is it looked down? I had, look, I had a conversation with a lovely lady. Her name is Jane. She owns a brothel. And let me tell you something. It's good money. If you like that industry, then why are we? It's all about putting a label on something. It's seen as nasty as gross. And then now it's like deemed in our society as unworthy or a stupid job. I'm like, that's like musicals. I used to hate musicals, but I had two wonderful people on that does do a podcast on musicals. And next thing you know, I'm trying to look into musicals again because I found out it's all about wealth. Broadway musicals, it started on the street. It was started as a poor art. And then it evolved into being in theaters and being professional, even though you would get the high dollar top class seats, but you couldn't see shit from there. You couldn't see anything. Abraham Lincoln got shot at the musical. That's a conspiracy I like to dive down. I think he was shot because he wouldn't do what the oil industry said. Ooh, very nice. You know what I mean, though? What? Look, it was during war times. 
So he was going and trying to get funding where we ended up taking silver from houses and melting it down for ammunition. But he went to the giant oil corporations and he said, hey, I need money to fight this war. They said, we'll give you the money if you do what we say to do. If you do this and then we'll give you your funding. He said, fuck you. I'm going to print my own money. And that's why we have money now. It's called greenbacks. Abraham Lincoln invented that. And then what? A few months later, he's shot in the head by a fucking actor. You're telling me that wasn't an inside job? Come on now. Oh, JFK, same thing. I've never heard heard the oil thing, though. That's a drug one, though. The JFK one's like, we still don't have the answer to that. And then it's like, was he drugged? Was there another shooter? It's like, I don't know. Who killed Marilyn? Was that that because of JFK? Yeah, that one seems like it was a JFK one. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, be, right? Do you think we landed on the moon when we landed on the moon? Ooh, man. I don't know. I want to say yes. I want to say yes. But, you know, the computer system was – we have calculators more powerful than the computer system they had on that, on that spaceship. I think- what do you think? We landed there later than that video. I think the video was fake, but I think it was like they lied to us because we needed that win. We had suffered a lot of loss and we needed something to restore faith in our country again. And that was the easiest way to do so. And we were in a space race. So it was like showing the other competitor, hey, we fucking won. It's like if we cheated during the Olympics and then it came out 10 years later saying we did cheat. It's like, okay. Well, we knew you cheated, but we knew you needed it. You know what I mean? It's like this whole thing. Like there was an American dad episode on it where um, Ronald Reagan's ghost came to Stan and was like, I need you to go and, you know, turn back the medal that we won for the winter Olympics because we cheated. We were on steroids and, you know, all this stuff. And then he spends this whole episode climbing the mountain, going up into the whatever, wherever the winter Olympics was and giving back the medal. And the guy goes, yeah, we know. We know, we know you guys cheated, but Reagan knew that it's what the country needed at that time. You guys needed a win. We need wins to restore faith in us again. We're told every single day our country's shit, and we don't ever have something saying that it's actually a pretty amazing place. It's a place where we do have some freedoms. We do have this ability to pursue something in an era of creativity. It's known as the land of the free, but every time we're over here complaining about, oh, we don't have this or we don't have that. It's like, doesn't seem that free. Yeah. Well, you know, you, in, in with that, you have all these countries that their people want to come here. They want to be Americanized. They love our culture, you know, is it in, but we're being told that they hate us. Is that also a small faction that, you know, the government and the news grabs hold of to make us hate somebody else or make us want to have a war with them i don't know it's a lot like being in a kindergarten class and someone just took your like your crayola 48 pack or something like you're just it's a way to get upset it's like there's a there's an option and i think that's why people are so in love with space is it's something that's vast and it's not 
really we don't really understand it but it's a goal it's a place that we can all strive to get there and that's where i bring up the the having the spot of the day or time of a day where not like the purge maybe that's the answer one day a year we just freak out but more like maybe one hour of the day you have a mandatory thing where you have to do something that brings you into your happy place brings a little bit of peace brings a little bit of like self-reflection into oneself if that's staring at a sunset the reason why on my personal instagram i have a lot of sunrise and sunset photos is because it's something we can all enjoy it's not inclusive or it's not exclusive it's 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 all of us we're all able to enjoy that because it's the same one that i can get you can get there's no other attachment to it. There's no like, I bought this for $59. And then you're like, well, I bought this one. It's the extended edition for $69. And you're like, well, we're not the same anymore. You got a better option or you got a better product. It's like, no, the sunset, everyone can experience it if you just walk outside your fucking door and look at it. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of the blue zone. You've heard of the blue zones that you uh, like Mediterranean and some European countries where they live much longer and have healthier lives, they call them the blue zones. But those blue zones are also the places where come lunchtime, they take hour off for just siestas. Just take a nap, take a relax. You go to France and you have three hour lunch breaks, you know, drink a little wine, hang out. Before you go back to work, they got 30 hour work weeks, you know, and their people seem to be a lot happier. It's like someone's taking their hands and grabbing it onto your skull and just compressing it and you feel the pressure and that's all day. And then let's get that easiness where someone's like the hands start to slowly like tense up and relax. And that all happens from taking an hour break in the day. You get a lunch break, but 15 fucking minutes, like 30 if you're lucky. Sometimes you get an hour depending on your job, but why does the stress always have to get relieved when you get home? And then sometimes it's not even at home. It gets relieved. You just go to bed because you're so damn tired. We should have a day where it's like, oh, wash goes off. It's mandatory relaxation time. And then what you do is you do whatever you want. You can play on your phone. You can do something to have that ability to be like, I'm expressing myself in the way I want to express myself. I'm lucky that my job, I get an hour lunch every day. And everybody thinks I'm absolutely bizarre. I go to my car and take a nap every Sounds day. Done it for years. So I'm out there, and I'm the one guy that has his feet out the window, kick back. I put on your podcast, somebody else's, and I spend an hour taking a nap. And I go back in. Everything's cool as a jewel. But I get. People that, oh, yeah, I drove past work today. I saw your feet sitting outside. Like, it's just a weird kind of like, now I've made this movement. That's what I do every day. I look at like, because depression is a big thing in society today. Like, I started to really analyze the enjoyment of walking out to my car in 30 degree weather, wearing shorts and a sweat jacket, not heating up my car first and just getting in and being like, where that cold air comes into the lungs, you're like, oh, oh, and you're like, you're in the car, like, heat cranked up all the way <laughs> dude it might sound horrible but it's amazing if you really look at it. like you're sitting there freezing like rubbing your hands together like oh oh my god like waiting for your car to start up and then when the heat finally kicks on and you're like oh i'm fucking toasty ah and it just you feel it like that warmth to your body it's that thing 
it's weird because when I was looking at like, all right, so the McRib thing is real. They're bringing that back. Um, mostly they're giving you a free McRib if you are doing no shave November. So Aaron, you're out of luck. You have to shave that beard off. I don't want to do that. Uh, so <laughs> I swear so to you, you want, it's a real like, thing. Your personal Winhoff method going out to your car in the freezing cold? Basically, except mine's not climbing a mountain naked. It is just getting in my car with like maybe some low cut socks. So I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, I'm the asshole in the South that wears shorts all year round because I'm from the North and that's just part of what it is. Now, is it really that or is your like legs like pale or pink and people are like, you look like you're about to get frostbite and you're really cold, but you're just like, nah, I'm warm. I'm warm. No, fuck it. No, I try to I'm like, no, you keep this, your core, wear a hat and it's not that bad. They're like, oh, it's freezing. It's 60 degrees and they're bundled up in like down jackets. It was, it was, it snowed the other day, but I slept through it. It snowed for like an hour. Then I was like, I need to go to the store since I just slept. I need to get out of the house. Went out to my car, drove to Walmart. Everyone's like, you know, it was snowing earlier, right? I was like, I do now. I'm in shorts. Like I wasn't, I slept right through it. I didn't even notice it was happening. But like the, even the environment doesn't know what to do right now. Where it's confused as much as we are. You know, it's weird. So we're both northerners. It would, you know, it snows a foot. Who cares? You're driving in it. You're going and doing your life. In South, if it just sprinkles a little snow, the entire town shuts down for days. That's like in some states where they've never seen fucking rain. We have so many tourists that come down here and it starts raining really hard. Everybody goes 30 miles under the speed limit. I'm like, guys, it's rain. It's just go through it. And then you get the people that are walking to their car and some of them run and some walk. It's like the rain's going to hit you quicker. I'm like, What's the answer to that age-old question? Man, it's it's crazy. Like, oh, man, like I'm the asshole that the only one that shows up at work on a snow day wearing shorts because no one will leave their house. It's it's amazing to me. But then they don't have salt trucks. They don't have plows. It's it's crazy. It's funny because uh, my buddy Chuck, uh, he does a podcast about movies and stuff, but he's he was 30 years old when he saw snow for the first time. So it was like, to me, that's fucking strange because I grew up like playing in the snow and stuff. Mm-hmm. I had a discussion with a coworker yesterday. She's like, I've never been on a sled. Like, what do you mean you've never been on a sled? Like, no, I've never sledded. Like, that's weird. How is that possible? I'm going to make somebody's day by just going to another country and then be like, or oh, give me, give me whatever the special is. And then I go to like Japan and they pull out like this puffer fish or something. And I'm like, well, you're all about to see me freak the fuck out. Cause I've never experienced this before. I've eaten puffer fish. What? Yeah, at, I had fugu before. Well, hold, 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 hold on. At what point in your life did you ever have the option to try puffer fish? That's like, I've had human before. It's like, where, where are you going where puffer fish was on the menu? It was, I was probably about 10 years ago. I was in New York and Soho at some highfalutin restaurant and they had fugu on the menu. And, you know, it's all right. Nothing spectacular about it. A little tingly on the tongue. Do you have anything that you do in your everyday life where it's like you 
pull out like maybe a secret method to life. Like for me, I feel like a good fix for a lot of people is when they go to a restaurant, just let the person who's taking your order, pick your food out. You know, if you have an allergy, let them know you have that allergy. But at the same time, it's like a mystery surprise. I feel like breaking out of that comfort zone sometimes. No, I think that'd be a fantastic guy. Ben, how, how better would it be to bring people together if you just let them bring you food? Bring I you what they think you're going to like. When I go to Chipotle, I tell the guy, pick out my food for me. Like, just, just make my sub how you would make it. And he goes, are you sure? I'm like, dude, if I don't like it, that's on me. But also, I trust your judgment. I want a surprise. I'm tired of every day you go to the, and get the same thing sometimes. And it's like, just change it up. Man, that's Russian roulette at Chipotle. That is. You may end up with a shit storm. I, he put avocado on my sandwich one time and I was like, you, I can't get mad at you because I told you. Oh, I'm glad somebody else doesn't like avocados. Dude, everyone loves those things. I don't trust the fruit that you have to cut a certain day of the week. And if you miss it by a minute and that hour is supposed to be ready, you're screwed. Oh, it's so weird. It's such a gross, like, food. It, it shouldn't even exist. It's like mayo. It's not right. Don't do mayo. I hate mayo. It's gross. Hate, mayo is something you need to put in something. Like like it's, it's an ad it's like ketchup you put you put it with shit and mix shit in it putting it on a sandwich is absolutely funky it's like when someone cooks food really bad and you just drown it in a sauce it's like it just tastes like the sauce it doesn't taste like the food anymore oh yeah yeah, yeah. some people are terrible my wife's irish if you haven't had irish food there's a good reason because <laughs> it's absolutely fucking horrible you don't like haggis uh, oh my god Oh, that would be, I, I, no, no, that's disgusting. Yeah, like Irish, they have like three spices, mustard, ketchup, and salt. So good. That's like basically what I use. I mean, I don't use salt. I just put a lot of mustard or like pepper on something. Yeah, no, that's, that's Irish. It's just nothing. It's just bland as hell. It's horrible. Do you think a lot of the anger might be a, a small fraction of it is the fact that a lot of people don't eat breakfast? Ooh, I love breakfast, man. But people hate it. I don't understand that. It's beautiful. A bowl of Cheerios, like, well, no, Cheerios sucks. But <laughs> relaxing and eating and having coffee and, yeah, I think it'd be fantastic. I think everyone should be have to go to breakfast every morning with each other. I think that that would be a main thing. Like if you had like a mandatory like breakfast you had to attend or like a mandatory dinner, how close would people start to be towards each other? And obviously this is like without the social distancing thing. Like let's say that does that's that's a non-existent thing. This is just, just dream scenarios. If you could like have a meal with a different family every day, you know, when you go to Sakura, for instance, they sit you at a table with other people you don't know, but to take out the awkwardness, you have a conversation with each other and get to know each other. And you end up maybe either making a friend, but at the same time, you're still having an experience. You're not really, nobody just sits at Sakura while the other, looking at the other end of the table and then not talking to each other. It gets fucking silent. You got to break the tension. It's like being in an elevator. Best place to have a, a breakfast. And I, every time we travel, I'm like, we ha you, if we're staying in a hotel, it's got to have a continental breakfast. And when you go downstairs and you're making your waffle and it is people from every bit of the world 
sitting at these tables and you're going to have a conversation with one of them. And they're from all over the United States, all over the world. And you're all having that morning communal breakfast. It's fantastic. I always just go for those uh, biscuits that they have, like the ones that seem like they have like salt on it or something where it's like sandy. And I just sit there and pick at it and dip it in jam or something. You see, the great, you need to come south and have biscuits. It is barbecue and biscuits. That's all we have down here. I'm down with the biscuits. I don't know about the barbecue, but nothing beats a nice crispy biscuit, dude. That's the answer to life is a crispy biscuit. Oh, yeah. No, you need to come south and see this shit show down here. It's. Well, I moved down here and nobody, you know what a pierogi is, obviously. Yes. People don't know what a fucking pierogi is. I might be the only Polak in a three-state radius. I already told you I'm coming down just to get an exclusive knife lesson. Oh yeah, no, you got it. it, it it's a fantastic area where we live. There's so much cool shit going on, but culturally, I came down in in, in up north. It, if I if I was, hey, what are you? You know, I'm Italian. I'm whatever I am because it was part of your culture. You had Little Italy, you had Polish Hill, you had all these cultures intermingling. Down here, I got down. I'm like, hey, what are, what are you guys? Southern. I'm like, no, that's not a thing. Where are you from? The South. There's no culture down here. I think you're Southern or you're not. We can talk a lot about like how like crazy the world is but at the same time one of the most amazing things is how we're able to interact with each other not only in a negative way but a lot of it is pretty positive there's a lot of positivity that doesn't get shown the fact that when you in my neighborhood there's a bunch of different cultures that live here and it's amazing to see how everybody works it's amazing to see and get to know other people of different cultures it's amazing to have that influence instead of just being the same place over and over again it's you go out and experience the world but you got to learn that information's out there you got to grasp hold of that thing it's it's so the things that we neglect or the things that we look at in some people's eyes we perceive as non-important they're really important. Like going outside and feeling that cold air hit your lungs, waiting for your heat to turn on in your car. It shows you're alive. It shows there's a weird feeling that you can't get like the smell of air when it hits fall or the smell of air when it hits winter or that feeling when it's like, oh my God, it feels like it's going to snow. That feeling, it, that memory, that sense of connection is like pretty important. But a lot of people are just like, can't wait to get off work, get in my car, listen to music, drive home. It's like you just missed some of the biggest influences on what can spark and increase your happiness. Oh, yeah. One for me, and I don't know how far away from the coast you are, but we're only about two hours. But My, my beach is I, in my backyard. Oh, you suck. Like salt air every time I open up the door. I'm my, So, for instance, for people listening, Ocean City, if you look it up on the map, we are basically in the middle. On one side, there's the bay, and the other side, it's the ocean. So we're surrounded by water, and you take a bridge to get over. That's beautiful. Like, for me, we're about two hours in the middle of South Carolina. So there's nothing like when I hit 10, 15 miles from the coast – roll the windows down and get that first blast of sea air. God, it's, it makes me so happy. It's crazy. Cause people are like, 
if you had asthma, you'd want to live near a lot of trees because they produce a lot of oxygen. No, the sea does the same thing. When you roll down the window, or you like I open up my front door, you are hit with a wave of salt air. That's just like you breathe in. You're like, it's like somebody took an inhaler, even though you don't have asthma, and just blew it right into your lungs. You're like, whoa, like why? Like I just filled up with air like a balloon straight to 100. It was like, it's one of the best feelings in the world I would never trade in for anything. Oh, yeah. No, it's fantastic. It just that. And it's, it, it's almost regenerate. It just brings you health and it just, everybody needs it. I'm sure there's many shitheads up on the beach side as there are down here, but you know, but it's just something positive and beautiful about that. That's why everybody that retires ends up going down to Lake Florida to go golfing. Oh man. Florida sucks. Nah, I wouldn't say it sucks. I just say it's interesting. It is that, man, it is something. I'm not, a, I don't know, it, it's hot. I think that's, I think it's my complaint. It's really, really too hot. That's why there's Arnold Palmer's. They fix that. Don't you understand every issue that the people suffer with? We create a way to fix it. <laughs> no, no, man. That, that's cursed land down there. No one should go down to Florida. Look. That's where they need to build the wall. If you really want to see where alligators come from, you move to Florida. Oh, oh, we have tons of them in South Carolina. I don't think the issue is alligators. I think the issue, if we're not talking about building a wall, I'm going to vote with Ron White. Ron White said the best thing. We need to build a net between America and Canada to keep those fucking geese out of here. Because they are the only animal that have such confidence where they don't care about you. Man, for real. I'm with it. I love Canada, though. And I'm sure the geese are delicious. I don't know. Oh, well, we're not keeping the Canadians out. We're just keeping the geese out. You got to keep a net so the geese get caught. Do you have a big geese problem down there? There's a big geese problem in my neighborhood. I watched a woman wait 45 minutes for a whole line of geese just to walk across the road. And then as soon as she started to go, they all flew right back over in a minute. And I was like, we just wasted 45 minutes. And I'm like, they don't care. They'll walk in front of your car. They walk and do the head strut thing like an ostrich does. And they'll stop dead in front of you and not care. All right. See, I've never experienced that. No, it's that, it's, that could be an issue. No animal should have that type of confidence. And when you're running around, like we have a giant lake that they all swim in. When you're running around the lake, like joggers will, they poop everywhere. But at the same time, if you, if you get near them, they attack you viciously. Really? Yeah. I watched my old man neighbor box one of these little geese things before, like walking with his dog thing came up, bit his dog and he punched it right in the mouth. And I'm like, what is happening right now? Can you kill them? You can, them? you can kill them. It might be a fine in our neighborhood. It's like back in the day when people were throwing Tums, a little like anti-acid things, they were feeding them to seagulls and their stomachs oh, yeah, would yeah. explode. Yeah. Well, I guess, it, you know, can you, I haven't ever eaten goose. Is goose good? It's what the rich always eat, boiled goose. Oh, well, fuck it. Kill a goose. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't want to kill them. I just don't want them to attack me or act like they're better than me i don't like things that think they're better than something <laughs> now you know you get a regular bird poo on your car do you get like goose poos 
they can't they don't they don't fly and poop they're they're not multitasking when that happens they have to be on the ground for it but one thing we do get seagulls they poop a lot and the one thing that really messes up your car is they grab a crab from the ocean or the bay and they fly up really high and how they break it is they drop it and when they drop them you'll get a crab shell or crab right through your windshield Shut up. i swear to you Wow. I remember I had to walk out. um, I think this was when I was like my junior year of high school. I just started driving my dad's truck. I went out and the windshield was cracked. And I was like, how the fuck did this happen? I look and there's just shells all over the ground near my truck. And the seagulls, they go into the water, they pick them up, fly up really high and they drop it. And that's how they get the meat out. They break it open that way and they get the meat out. Yeah, the more you know. That's so weird. Seagulls are fascinating. I like seagulls. I want a pet seagull where I could have it on a leash and just fly it. <laughs> it's like when people taught you, you can uh, make a bee a pet by tying like um, yeah, yeah. tooth, whatever floss around it. Instead of like a regular Corvid or a cool Raven, you want a seagull. Have you ever, uh, look, that's somebody I'm trying to get for the podcast. If you know anybody with a falconry license, I wanted to do that for a really long time, but it takes like four years to get a pet falcon. And then at the eighth year of studying, you get an owl. I think owls are like mean, aren't they? Not all of them. Like, I don't know if I want either of them because they're like big, they're predators, man. But wait, you have to get, you have to study for years to get a falcon license. It's like two years or three years for a regular small-tailed falcon or red-tailed falcon. And then after like five or six years, you can work up to higher birds like owls. And then I think after like uh like you get your uh, master's license or something, you can start having eagles, like being able to like have like an actual eagle, not a bald eagle, but like a regular eagle. Like people use them for hunting. There's a whole thing. You get a glove, you get a little leash and they train to hunt things. But some people just like to have birds and aviary. That's crazy. Cause I can walk into Walmart and get a shotgun with no license. Hmm. Wait, you can get a shotgun with no license. Yeah. No, well, other than a driver's license. Why is it so easy to get guns in this country? I'm not anti-gun, but that's a little too easy. My my wife owns a salon. She had to go through 10,000 hours of training and has to get her license renewed every year to cut your hair. But you can walk into any Walmart and buy a firearm. I guess maybe because if you have a firearm, people are going to see you pull it up at somebody and be like, oh, shit, and then call the cops. But if you're a hairdresser, nobody's even going to think about taking that knife and stabbing somebody in the neck. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, well, you know... It, Sometimes you got to shank a bitch. What are you going to do? That's what I'm saying. I never go to the same hair cuttery place if I'm in a bad mood and if I don't tip. If I don't tip, I'm afraid to come back. I'll wait like a year. <laughs> I, I kind of just like that you called it the hair cuttery place. That's what the place in my town is called, hair cuttery. <laughs> I've That's went- the worst name I've ever heard. Exactly. I've went there since I was like six and none of the people there have age. They all look old. Oh, they, they, yeah, they looked old 30 years ago and they still look the same way now. Except now they talk to me different instead of talking to me like, I don't know, like, oh, how's school going? It's like, man, this shit's annoying with cutting with the mask. And I'm like, oh, so you're upset about it too. She's like, our whole industry's changed. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I can't walk into my my wife's. My wife owns the salon. I wear mask when I'm in there. I did see some creative things going. I saw some creative things going on with the mask where people were taking a test and they were writing their answers inside of the mask and then they would put it down. I'm like, where were the, where was that when I was in school? Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I may have passed the test if I had to do that. They made it mandatory on those zoom meetings for school that you have to keep your clothes on. But you know what? Would you give a shit if we're ta- if we're if you're my teacher right now and I'm your student? I would be like I would be pantsless. I don't give a shit. I'm in my house. What are you gonna? It's a different feeling of being in school. I think. Well, you know what? I can't say anything because when I was in high school, I probably would have done some funky shit on the other side of that Zoom call. That's what I'm saying, dude. They had that one dude that was in a, um actual meeting. For like the news or he was in an interview and he was naked or he was jacking off or something. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Like, how do you, it's, it's gotta be fetish, right? You know that somebody knows that it's going on. You can't be that dumb. Maybe he had multiple tabs open and thought he closed one. Yeah. But even then, but Hey, if you can forget to record sometimes, then maybe it's possible to think that you didn't unmute yourself. Maybe, maybe. I don't know, man. Everyone's got a fetish. Maybe it's just jerking off on Zoom. Maybe that's, that's like, remember back in the day when you used to go to school and actually fantasize when a girl walked by? Now it's like people are in Zoom meetings. They just screenshot the person's face and use it later. Oh, that's so gross. That secret is terrible. Of, secret admirers. Man, that is so weird, but you're probably absolutely right. It's got, oh, man. Now, see, this is a weird rabbit hole. You almost don't want to go down. It's like some guy jerking off to guns and ammo and a handful of his own crap. You know, it's just not right. It's like, what's the answer to the question, Matthew? It's like, I don't know. I'm watching Pornhub at the same time you're teaching me about William Shakespeare. Dude, dude oh, God. It's so... I don't need this in my life. I don't I don't even need to think about other people's freaky fetishes. Kids are going to grow up in this. We need to know. Ugh, no, I don't need to know. I don't need to know what my kids are doing. I feel bad for the teachers because instead of having distractions like the kids on a cell phone in class, now it's the kid just ordered uh, Chinese food and now has to run to his door to go pay the guy. So you're in the middle of a lecture and some kid's like, hang on a second. I have to get my shrimp fried rice and he runs down to the door. It's like, oh, well, what, what are we, what is the rest of the class supposed to do? Man. And you know, it's happening. Yeah. It's got to, right? Is that, hell, I, are you in class and you order a pizza? I'm afraid when the Neuralink comes out, when they start doing Zoom meetings in your head where you have to like shut off or go into like a, a virtual reality or something, it goes back to one aeronautics. The reason why I brought that up was how long until, they can actually project advertisements into your dreams. So like you're flying with Kate Upton and next thing you know, it's like, do you like anal wart cream? And it's like, wait a minute, hang on. You're killing the mood with my Kate Upton flying scenario. And it's like, sorry, but this is a 30 second advertisement you have to sit through. Dude, I, there, there's where I'm going to have to draw a line. That knurling shit and all that, I, I just won't be part of it. That's the issue is that you can say you don't want to be a part of it. And then eventually they're going to make it mandatory. I don't know, man. I, I, 
because it would have to be a surgery, right? Yeah, but if 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 you're if let's say like it's for instance, it's like um, when cash went to card, everything started accepting card and nothing was accepting cash. Well, if everything requires that you have the Neuralink things like to walk through the store, they're going to make it so doors open up when they sense the Neuralink. So instead of you know, when you walk up to a door, it opens up. Eventually, it's going to be required to where you aren't going to be able to do anything in regular life anymore. You're going to have to be like the Amish and set, like kind of set yourself aside from everybody. It's going to create regular societies where people are afraid of advancing with the Neuralink, and there's going to be Neuralink societies, like giant domes in the Simpsons movie. God damn you, man. I didn't even think about all that. I, I, I didn't I didn't want it to happen like that, but I know so many friends are like, I can't wait to get it when it's more accessible. And I'm like, it's going to slowly, you're going to see the percentages of populations, like where 90% of the people don't want it, then 10% of the people do. And then after years and years and years, that whole number is going to start shifting in a complete opposite way. And then eventually everything's going to be like, hey, you need this, you need that. It's like Apple Pay. Yeah. yeah it's still so new not everybody accepts it eventually it's going to be probably the main source of currency like bitcoin uh see i even thought about the where they had the chip you could just swipe it i don't even know if i dislike that idea but once you start getting into the man now i gotta think about it i don't want to be part of that society I think where society is going to go if technology expands so far is just like where they have the anonymous programs. It's going to be a bunch of people like there's a movie with Bruce Willis where people were going into virtual reality bodies. Mm -hmm. Then there was a whole giant uh, group of organization of people that were killing all these virtual reality things and they would kill the people in real life. So I was like, there's going to be a thing of unplug where people are going to be fighting against the machines. It's the Luddite movement. It's happened and every major society through history has been them fighting the machines. It's going to end up leading to that when it starts to become everything is machine accessible. Oh, well, you know what? I, as much as we don't want to, or we want to deny that would never happen, you know, everything that's we've seen in film in the last 20 years is now happening. So it will, we're going to have the Neuralink and we're going to have to have it and you're absolutely right. Don't like it. But I guess that's the way of the world. Unless the aliens come down and they're like, hey, 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 slow it down a little bit. We got, we, we, you guys, you guys, you guys are shifting too far. That's what I think movies are doing. If they're going to admit aliens are real, if they knew aliens were real, we've talked about it before. If the government already kind of made like a, a treaty or got in contact with them already, maybe all these films about aliens and stuff was a way of warming our toes to the idea that there we're not the only ones out here. I kind of, uh, I subscribe to that as much, but I'm still on the other side. Are, are aliens real? I don't know. Um, but I, I hope it's feel like, well, I hope it's the not the one. Yeah. I hope it's not the one from the movie alien though. Yeah. See, I don't know, man. I like, I feel like, yeah, the government's setting us up and making it normalized through cinema. But on the other side, I want to say, no, that's not true. We're the only thing here, but I don't, I, man, I know I want to believe that there are aliens, though, and that they're coming in six months. I want to believe that as people, we can handle just the honest truth answer to everything. 
but I know there's a reason why they're keeping a lot of stuff secret is because I don't think as people we're at the mindset right now where we could handle a breaking point like that. Well, how about, you know, 40 years ago, if the government put out the Tic Tac video of the spaceship, they, everyone in the world would have freaked out. Now they put it out and it's just like a, a normalcy. Hey, whatever, there's hands up there. You know, that's weird to me that we have come to a point of just absolute acceptance that, and not even caring. We're so jaded that alien spaceship footage from the military barely makes the front page. Do you think it would have been better if someone just came up to like, maybe let's, let's take it back 50 years. Somebody came up to all the filmmakers in the industry and were like, Hey, we need you to start making alien movies because of the possibility that there is aliens out there. We want people to start getting warmed into the culture of the idea. Well, who the fuck decided let's make them evil. Why don't we have more fun, friendly alien videos or movies out there that are like alien, but the opposite, they help us build things, but they made us, prep for the worst possible scenario in case they are evil i think well that's another one of the conspiracies out there with the mufon guys is that the that the military complex is splitting it to where they want us to feel that are evil and they are going to be against us so when it does happen they become the new Muslim. They become what we're going to be fighting against. So we don't glam onto them and realize how awesome they really are and want to follow them instead of our own country. So instead you should follow Kevin Hart and Katy Perry. The, allegedly Kevin Hart is an alien. I don't think so, but I like your, where your head, your head's at for sure. Sprinkle it allegedly. Just it's like it's like anything with conspiracy theories. Just throw it out there. It's I. It's what I started to do on my show. Just start tossing out random funny ideas and stuff and seeing what's believable. Sometimes you convince yourself. I convinced myself really hard on like an idea, and then next thing I know, I was like, wait a minute, that's not true, and I just made that up. But it's so damn believable where I can't even poke holes in it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I do it all the time. And I'm like, did I just really think that that was possible? I think it makes the life seem a little bit more like a video game, but not in a bad way. It makes it more fun. It does. It does. A hundred percent. You know, and I love the conspiracy stuff too, but there's a point of like, you start believing that shit like QAnons and all this other, and I'm like, come on, I, I'm not, I can't, I can't let myself go down that rabbit hole of secret space agencies and QAnons and everything else. It, it, It'll, it'll break you at some point. I wish I could send like a, a video to my future self of like things I have questions for now, and then I could answer them in the future. You know what? That, hell, that may be happening soon enough. Uh, it's like a time capsule. We used to do that all the time. Maybe we should do a time capsule for 2020. Why did we just give up on those ideas of sending stuff out to aliens? Yeah, time capsules were great, weren't they? There were ways of logging there. It's like, if you ever see the Orville show I was mentioning, they found a time capsule from 2015 and they made a whole simulation based on this one girl's cell phone, all her texts and everything of what her life was like. 
And it was like this whole scenario where they were learning. Oh my God, people were, you know, there were parties. There were all these ways that we've lost. Like what in the future is going to be lost and what in the past have we already forgotten? Maybe we should start doing time capsules again on a regular. I'm down. Everyone's going to look in your time capsule and see knives and you either think you're the Zodiac killer or a bladesmith. <laughs> oh, come on. I wasn't the Zodiac killer as far as you know. As far as I know. Where were you in the years of knives? <laughs> start narrowing it down. That's stuff man, we need to fix. We need, yeah, we need some. I don't know, man. We can fix it. Why not? It's just it, society has to come together again. Small well, things. If you could, if you can name a trend that you would want to create, that's going to revolutionize the world. What would it be? Something small that is from the past. I would say. Man, that's tough. I don't even. I don't even know, man. I'd bring back the grocery store, the little red machine things that give you the coupons that used to swipe and just keep uh, grabbing them and swiping them. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, man, it's just everything is so accessible now. I can't even remember like the cool thing that, oh, pay phones. There you go. I'm bringing that back is, that is one thing that could probably change a lot of people's lifestyles if you had to pay to make a call or you had to pay to use a phone. Mm-hmm. It just, I remember, because you probably don't really remember pay phones. They were everywhere. Like you had a handful of quarters, you go down and you have to call your buddy and home phones. Yeah. Before spam calls. Where you had to make a call in the middle of front of your family or something. Yeah. You couldn't say dirty stuff over the phone. You couldn't be texting images. You had to sit there and be like, can Jeff come out to play? And then someone in your family would be like, hey, you have to ask Jeff's parents for permission. See, that's those beautiful little things, man. Did you, because when I grew up, let's say like Easter Sunday, you would go over to everybody's house as a kid, you know, all the relatives you go and visit and everyone you knew had to be dressed in their little suit. No one does that anymore. I don't agree with the suit idea of things. Um, But yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, maybe going to like fancy occasions or anything. Just put a dress shirt on. I remember you used to, you used to have to do those, not a suit, but it was a kid. It was a thing in the seventies and eighties. Like you, everyone was dressed to the nines, and it was a big formal, not formal dinner, but you had you went to multiple houses, and everyone did it. It was fantastic. This is why, like, so many people invest in trends. I'm like. Back in the day when there were bodybuilders and all these types of things that were so popular, nobody gave a shit about a six pack. But somewhere along the line, we were like, go up the six pack so important. And then now that's what everybody wants and considers fitness if you have one. Now it's an eight pack. What the fuck is it? Where'd that come from? There's a 12 pack, they say, but I feel like that's a myth. Man, that is, I, yeah, there, there's where I draw a line, man. I don't want to work out. It cuts into my alcoholism. I'd like, if you want to work out, work out. But if you don't want to work out, don't work out. I believe there's a fine line of what somebody wants to be. And then the idea of what they think somebody wants them to be, where I'm like, work on what you want to do. 
but let's destroy these things of what society wants us to be. And at the same time, the awkwardness of trying to accomplish something when you're not at that level, like fitness. I work at a gym. I'm a fitness freak, but it's uncomfortable for a lot of people that go there because it's their first time working out in a while. And they seem like they're like, I don't know what to do. I look like an idiot. And they just don't end up working out for long. It's like, no, no, no. Let's, let's, let's take out that uneasy feeling of not being accepted everywhere and let's make it acceptable. Let's see somebody and support them for just taking a shot. Yeah. See, I don't, I, my, and I know for me, I get obsessed and it's an obsession I do not need. If I start working out, it'll be, I'll be magazines and books and I just can't allow myself another hobby. Plus, yeah. when I quit, I don't want to start getting that weightlifter fat. Yeah, that is a big thing. You got to kind of keep committing to. I know there's a guy at my gym is like 85 years old, but he bench presses three plates. And I'm like, Jesus, man. Like, he's like, it's my life. And I'm like, yeah, because once you give up, like, even if you spend all those years working towards it, it goes away. Like, it doesn't, it's not a skill that stays forever. Like, if you do bladesmithing, for instance. That's a thing that you might need to keep practicing at, but at the same time, it's something that never truly wears down all the way like weightlifting does. You you blanked out on me again, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's no, cool. like I always think that from behind, I look like I lift weights. From the front, I look like I shouldn't lift weights because it'd be bad for the baby. Just wear a bunch of vests. You're already intimidating with the vests and everything, man. You make blades for God's sakes. I gotta wear my battle vest everywhere you gotta just you gotta design a bunch of medieval flails and just start walking around in public you don't need to lift weights at that point <laughs> dude I, I i don't try to even look like this like intimidating it's just it it's like a natural it's kind of it's kind of my joe dirt thing you, you want to know what you look like to me? You're like the uncle at a barbecue that gives a kid a beer when he's like 14 years old. Like, just don't tell anybody. Allegedly. Allegedly, Give yes. Me. But like the cool uncle where it's like, oh my God, Uncle Aaron's coming. And you bring like all those like cool airplanes <laughs> that you put together with like paper or something. You know what? I remember that guy from my childhood and I kind of do enjoy that. He's always being got like, fireworks in the trunk of his car. Like, yeah, being, having I go to a thing and I pull out my skateboard and yes. I'm a 48 year old yes. guy ollieing down the street. Yeah, that's you know, that, that's what you want to be, though. You don't want to be the one do. that's like, you don't want to be the uncle that's like, what's Uncle Jim doing? Well, Uncle Jim's over there. Um, I think he's checking his taxes or something. And he's like, he's just not the life of the party. I, I, Aaron's the guy that thinks it's hilarious that we go poke a bee's nest or something, you know, or we go make something like I want. Plus, I get old, older people my age and older. They just bore the shit out of me. You're only as old as you like, feel right now. Right? My best dude is like 16. My best friend's like 16 year olds, young, 16 years younger than me, married with kids and all that. But we're both just punk rockers. So it's in its weird like dichotomy of like we don't have anyone else we can hang out with because we're the only two punk rock guys. 
that's the weird part is that if you're a kid and your dad's as cool as that, but then imagine have, being a kid and your dad's like 65 and you're like 10 and you're like, my dad can't play football. He's got to take a nap. Like it's, that's, that's what's scary to me is like, I want to be young when I have kids so I can at least keep up with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we did. We had our kids young and we've gone and done and, you know, there's nothing that, We've taken them everywhere. I want to make sure that they're well-rounded. Yeah. And there's nothing they can really revolt against in my life at this point. I feel like if you give them the opportunity to pursue something and they do it and they don't want to, they don't, they end up finding out for themselves that they don't like it or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's cool though, that at least for me being, we're talking about being that uncle, like my kids, they've grown up with tattoo guys punk our community and gay lesbian black everything that they get jaded about it like oh yeah my dad was on a television show it's you know whatever there's you know oh yeah we i oh we have to go to another art gallery great you know there's no excitement in these things anymore which is i guess a cool thing because they've experienced it yeah that's like me with my I guess meeting a lot of famous people, it just, it's normalized to me so much. Cause like my parents were radio people. So I got to go to any concert I wanted to go backstage. If I wanted to, some people are like, dude, that's awesome. I'm like, I only went like once or twice. It just, it's once you have the ability to do so, you just lose interest in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's no, there's no magic in it. It's enjoyable and it's fantastic, but you know, once you realize that it's nothing really to romanticize about, you know, and then you meet somebody that's like, Oh my God, you were on TV. I'm like, eh, yeah. Yeah. Once it was great. You know, but I guess it's hard for people that have never done anything to understand, you know, meeting your favorite rock star and realizing he's just a regular person. Telling you. Don't skip breakfast. You need that sausage egg McMuffin. It'll change the world. It's that small little acts of kindness. It is. And your McRib, which I've never eaten in my entire life. I've never touched it either, man. But apparently there's a giant hype behind it. All I got to do is walk up with my clean face. And I get a free one. I get I, I Yeah, I've gotten like five people tell me about this McRib. And I'm like, I've never had one. I don't want one. Honestly, it's probably too hyped up. It's like the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Like people were pulling guns out at each other and drive throughs over mm -hmm. it. So I was like, maybe it's too hyped up. I don't know. You need to have a Popeye's chicken sandwich. They're fucking delicious. I don't know if I need it. You do. You do. Trust me. I'm fine with a bowl of raisin bran. It's bland and I don't expect anything more than that. No, it's fantastic. See, that's what everybody needs. We get Popeye's chicken sandwiches to everybody. They're going to be the happiest people in the world. I feel like Raisin Bran would just make them not expect a whole lot, so they wouldn't be angry. No, it's... I've come to the conclusion that all the uh, Muslims that like to fight and war and hate everything in the other countries, not, not our friend Muslims, but it's because they don't like bacon and they can't drink beer. 
there's a little probably a deeper thing that goes farther than that, but that's a, that's a good answer. That might be one reason. You give them a bacon sandwich and a tall boy, everything's great. Maybe that's all the world needs is a beer and a sandwich. I agree. That's going to bring happiness to everybody. Aaron, we're ending on that, man. Is there anything you want to promote anywhere where people can find you? Uh, just the usual. Uh, Noble Savage Forge on Instagram, noblesavageforge.com. Um, other than that, that's all I got, brother. Well, I guess enjoy a sandwich and a beer. Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast. If you want to visit iTunes or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcasts, rate, review, subscribe, and even share the show. Helps me out. Leave me a little something like a little message about oregano or Domino's pizza or how Papa John's is evil. Thanks for checking out Out of the Blank Podcast.